Good evening. I hope you are all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Baba Kama, Daf, Lamed, Hey. We're going to end at the Perak on Lamed Vav, Amid Aleph, which is a nice ending point. And that then will uh, give us the opportunity to start with a clean uh, a clean Perak on Shabbos. Uh, we will get on Shabbos as far as we get, as far as Mincha will allow us to get. And that is pretty much it. Where are we starting from? We're starting from a Mishnah toward the bottom on Lamed Dal and Amid Base. So we have a lot of ground to cover. Unlike yesterday's Gemara, which was very difficult, tonight's Gemara is normal. It's not going to last, but it's normal. So let us uh, uh, learn together, starting with this new Mishnah. The Mishnah opens at the bottom of Lamed Dal and Amid Beis as follows. There are times that you can do an action where, where you will be held accountable for what your shore does. And when you, when you yourself do that action, you will be putter. And putter al And sometimes your animal can do an action and you're, you'll be putter. But if you were to do that same action, you would be chayev. What are the examples where we find these this quirk, this weird reality that if your animal does X, it would have a different din than when you do X. The Gemara says, Ketzad, Shoro Shebiesh Pater, Behu Shebiesh Chayev. If a shore um, does something that embarrasses you, right? Let's say you've probably all seen like a video clip or like a, uh, you get like a horse kick backwards in the face and everybody's laughing at you. The horse embarrassed you. So the horse is Pater. The horse doesn't know what he's doing. He's a horse. However, if you were to do a maisa that was mevayish someone, if you do something that embarrasses someone, of course, you'll be held accountable. Shoro, if your animal, if my shore um, damages my evid in a way that he would otherwise have gone free had I done the damage. So if the animal does it, putter, the person doesn't go free. But if I did that, then the animal does go free. Shoro, if my animal was if my animal causes damage to my father or my mother, I will be held accountable for those damages. However, if I physically damage and bruise my, my father or my mother, I'd be putter uh, because that's not good because you have a bigger chiyuv coming, which is that you have to die now because we have a din here of so whatever the damages are that you do, you are not going to pay, but you're much more chayev than it would have been in the other, in the case of the animal. And last but not least, and this is going to cover some of our conversation today. If my animal, my shore, lights a fire on Shabbos and causes damage, I, as the owner of that shore, would be held accountable. However, if I light a fire and cause damage, I will be putter on those damages because of I am chayv misa in that case scenario because I'm not allowed to light a fire. If I light a fire, I'm chayv misa and therefore putter. The Gemara. the Gemara opens as follows. We're six, seven lines from the bottom on Lamedal and Base. Tani Rebbe Abahu came to Rebbe Yochanan. Rebbe Abahu quotes a brisa, and he does so in front of Rebbe Yochanan. Kol HaMikalkel in Peturin. If ever, on Shabbos, a person does a Maisa Kilkel, they do a destructive ask, act. In general, they're putter. Chutz, Michovel Umavir. Except for a case scenario of Chovel, where I damage someone. Umavir, when I light a fire, 
Go teach your Mishnah outside. Namely, you don't know what you're talking about. When you said your din, that Chovel and Mavir are going to be chayev no matter what, that um, they're going to be chayev no matter what, even without intent, that is not correct, says Rabbi Yochanan. And even if you want to say that the, that Mishnah, that it is the din, we would have to say that Chovel, that Sarach Lekalbo, when I damage an, uh, an animal or a person, um, I might do so for the sake of giving the blood to the dog, which was something that was done back in the day. And, and if I'm going to burn something, it must be that I need the ashes. It can't be that in a vacuum, if I'm a kalkel with chovel or with mavir, that I'm chayev no matter what. We need to have some context. The Gemara has a kasha against Rav Yochanan. Let's remember Rav Yochanan's shita. Rabbi Yochanan was of the opinion that Rabbi Abba was wrong, that the price of Rabbi Abba was wrong. And Rabbi Abba had said that Chovel and Mavir would be Chayavin, even if it was Mikalkil. Let's analyze. Tanan, we have a Mishnah. This is our Mishnah. So what do we see in our Mishnah? We see that a shore that causes damage on Shabbos by lighting a fire, I as the owner am responsible for the damages. But if I were to have done the same, because of Kamle Bidirabamine, because I am a Yid and I'm not allowed to light a fire, so therefore there's a Chiyuv Misa for me, uh, and therefore I'm Potter from Tashlumit. So says the Gemara, therefore what? The Katani, what did we learn in our in our Brisa? The Katani, who Dumya the Shoro. It seems that the man is Dome to a short, uh, and that we'll see that there's a comparison to be made here. Mashoro devote the Lokabaile, just like a shore. He has no need for ashes. So too, Afunami de Lokabaile. Perhaps when there's Mavir, he too, even the individual, top of Lamed Hayamad Aleph, doesn't need the ashes. And still, the Katani Putter. We still see that you're Putter, namely, you're Putter because of Kamle Bidarabamine. A little bit of a complexity. So I'm going to say this again. When we say Putter over here, that means that you're Putter from the Tashlumen, but you're Chayiv Misa because you lit a fire. Aye, but it was. But you didn't need the ashes. It was Mavir not for the ashes. So maybe Rav Yochanan is wrong. So we say you're Pater from Tashlumen because your life is on the line because you violated an Isser. But that was even without wanting the ashes. So therefore, perhaps Rav Yochanan who said no, that the only way that Mavir is going to be Usser is with ashes when there's something that you're gaining from it. Perhaps Rav Yochanan is wrong. Says the Gemara, you've misunderstood. Lo. Instead of saying that we learn something from the man to, from the shore, it's the other way. Lo, shoro dumya diday. The shore has a similarity to the man. And I'm just saying right now, this is crazy. Okay, just like before we get there, this is not normal. The Gemara says, mahu de kabayile, just like when a man lights a fire, he can do so with intent for ashes. Af shoro de kabayile, the shore also wanted there to be ashes. Says the Gemara, what is a case scenario where a shore wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I really could use some ashes. And the Gemara responds and entertains this possibility. It's a very smart shore. It has a bite on its back from another animal. And of course, he knows the finest of medical treatments that ash is very good for bites. So the Kabayle the he wants to burn something, the shore. We're not talking about a person. 
the shore wants to burn something in order to get ashes. And the ingidar bekutma, the animal is going to roll around in the ashes in order to uh, have it cover the gaps of the, the bite on his back. I'm sorry, I've never heard of such a thing. You you want to tell me that there's a, a one-step thing that a cow might know how to do? Berry tastes good, me eat berry? I'm okay with that. This is a two-step process. I have a bite on my back. The medicine that I need requires first burning something and rolling around. That's a regimen already. That's something that only higher level thinking, huh? I mean, he's really smart. He's really smart. He actually has an IQ. It's not like regular, you know, multiple, multiple. Yet this is what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, How would we ever know that the shore was thinking about this? So says the Gemara, that part's easy. After he burns what he burns, we see him rolling around. Obviously, he had a plan. So we have this cow and he takes a match. And he brings it over to the uh, to the shed, and he burns the shed down. And after all the embers cool down, he rolls around in the sand in the ashes to cover his back. Now we know that he's a short pecan. It's Hanukkah and not Purim. Definitely not Purim. It should be. So says the Gemara. Asks the Gemara. I mean, really, umi ika ki do we have such cows that, honestly, some of them could navigate Harvard at this point? You know, they're really uh, pretty bright animals. The Gemara says, in, there are animals that are so bright. Dahu Torah, there was a shore, Dahaba Bey Rav Papa, Dahaba Kaivin Le Chinche. His teeth were hurting him. Kaivin from the word Ke'ev, and Chinche in the Gemara is teeth. Ayel, Upaske Linaziasa. He opened up the barrel of wine, the Shasi Shikra. He drank the wine, the East Sea. Okay, okay, a lot of comments. First of all, very impressive. Second of all, since when is beer a cure for anything? How did this cure his toothache? A numbing agent? A short term numbing agent. Like some Moels might do with a gauze pad and wine. What? Right, right, right. Right, that's also probably true. But I would also say, I, I think the I think the burning of something to create ashes and rolling around in it is more sophisticated than drinking beer. So like even this comparison of saying, yeah, yeah, we have a short pikeach, I'm a little I'm a little thrown by the comparison. Yeah. What? That's terrifying. And it also halachically is massive. Because if our intention matters of Shogig and Mazid sometimes, why then wouldn't an animal's intentions matter? Okay, says the Gemara, 10 lines down. Amru Rabbonon Papa. Mi Matis Amris Shoro We said on the second line of this page that the shore is dome to the person. But how can we say that? There's a scenario in our Mishnah that doesn't allow for this. 
And if Shoro is Dumyu Dide, how can we have a case scenario where an animal is intending to embarrass someone? Now, if we don't read the next words and we guessed, based on our previous Gemara, we would have assumed that the Shore was like a stand-up comedian. But here the Gemara says no. While it might be the case that the animal can burn something to create ash to roll around in it to heal something, it is not the case with Busha. The animal doesn't know how to be mavayish someone. And really what's happening is that all he wants to do is injure someone. That if an animal was only intending to damage, and in the end it ended up uh, embarrassing someone, the halacha is that the master is in fact obligated to pay through the damage. If the damage was a busha, of course the cow doesn't have intent. But if the, I shouldn't say of course. The cow doesn't have intent for the busha, but he had intent to injure, therefore we have to pay for busha. All of this is approach number one in the Gemara, and now let's see approach number two. We had asked a question on Rav Yochanan on the bottom of Lamed Dalet The Gemara says, about halfway down, Rava Amar must nisim bishoge. Rava says that our whole Mishnah on Lamed Dalet is talking about bishoge, and the case of Rav Yochanan that we quoted, the case of Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Yochanan that we quoted at the open of the Gemara, is not talking about the Shogay. We know that because we're talking about Kamle Bidrabamine, which means that there's a Chiyuv Misa. So Rabbi Yochanan is talking about a Dinde Oraisa, a Chiyuv Misa. And the Mishnah is only talking about a Shogay. When I damage an animal, the following many things are true. There's no distinction between my damaging the animal, the shogeg, or damaging the animal, with intent or without intent, whether or not I damage the animal on my downswing or on my upswing, either one. And it's also not trying to be I have to pay money. The same is true with, with hitting a person, says the Gemara. We should not make distinctions when I damage another person. All of this is going to, is going to pater the person. So Amru Le Rabban and the Rava, the rabbi said to Rava, how can it be that we're talking about a case in our Mishnah that's Bishoge? After all, this Brisa over here from Tanat Bechizkiah doesn't distinguish between Shogeg and Mezid. So how can you and our Mishnah say our Mishnah's Shogeg, Rabbi Abo and Rabbi Yochanan are Bemezid? That's not true. Our Mishnah can't be Bishogeg. After all, we see that our Mishnah is talking about a case of Kamle Bidarabamine. That obviously means it isn't Shoge. Says the Gemara Hachi Kamar, this is the right way to understand. Since in a case where, had it been that he did so intentionally, he would be Mishchai Benafsho, that would be a case where we needed the, the ashes. Therefore, Therefore, even in a case of Shogeg, you're going to be Pater. This is how the Gemara explains the case of our Mishnah with Rav Yochanan. And that brings us to a new Mishnah. This Mishnah is going to carry the day and will take us to the end of the parak. Let us dive in. Says the Mishnah, Lamed Hey Amun Aleph. Five lines from the bottom. Shor Shahiyah Rodev Achar Shor Acher Vehuzak. We have Shor number one and Shor number two. The Mazik Shor and the Nizak Shor. They're just two of them are frolicking. Right now they're both Tom. 
Nobody did anything wrong. And they turn the corner. No one can see them anymore. And then they, they say, Phil, your animal is messing around. Rebiet, your animal, they're fighting with each other. And we go there. We don't see what happened. No nest cameras. But we see that my animal is damaged on the ground. So what's the din? Do we assume that Yitz's animal damaged my animal? Yes or no? Ze'omer shorcha hizik. I argue to Yitz that your animal hurt mine. Ve'ze'omer lo. Low key. That's not correct. Maybe somebody dropped a rock on your animal. And how do you know that it's my animal? You cannot hold me accountable. Says the Gemara. You're correct. Even though there is an impression of what might have happened, I could presume that it was his animal. They were fighting. But because we didn't see the actual damage, so therefore I cannot hold Yitz responsible for paying me back for my animal because perhaps, as he argued, it was a rock and it wasn't your animal. And therefore, hamotzi mechavero al haraya. Let's just describe the terminology. Hamotzi mechavero al haraya is a term we find throughout Shas. That when I or when anyone is trying to extract money from another person, then they have to bring a proof. You can't just make an assumption. There has to be a strong, factual basis for the collection of funds. We'll soon see in the Gemara that this is not agreed to by everyone, in particular by Sumchus. Case number two in the Mishnah. Let's say two animals were chasing my animal. So we have Yitz's animal, um, and they were owned by two people. So we have Yitz's animal, we have Michael's animal, and they are chasing my animal. So the two of you are arguing who who injured my animal. Yid says it's Michael's animal that injured Phil's animal. Michael says it's Yid's animal because they're both trying to get out of the of being of being held accountable. Turning to the top of Lamahayamid Bays, Shnehem Piturim, the Tarvaihu, Rashi says the Tarvayu Marchile. It seems to be that they both agree that it was one of their animals. Maybe there was an indicator as such. Nevertheless, the Gemara says that they're both putter. Here we don't say Hamotzi Mechaver Alavaraya, we assume that there is guilt. Third case in the Mishnah, we are on the very top. No, because everyone's putter. Well, one of both of your both of your animals are healthy. You're just arguing which of your animals damaged my animal. That's not what the Mishnah is saying. He's blaming you, and I didn't blame anybody. Yeah. Correct. But it's a bit of an odd case because neither of you are trying to be mozi from either of you. Um, it's not me. I'm not involved. It's not really hamotzi mechavero. It's you two are arguing. I, I'm standing on the side watching you banter as you both try to wriggle out of who's responsible. So the Mishnah says, I hear what you're saying. It, very, it could be that there's some truth in that because then the result would be who that I get the money. It could be, I don't know. We might have to look in the Rishonim for that. Top line. However, if let's say both animals belong to Yitz, the two animals that were chasing and my animal was injured, so then Shneim Chayavim. So then the double animal, you are you are accountable, in other words. The Gemara asks that exact question on the on Lamed Vav and Aleph. We're gonna ask that before the end of the day. You've read one legal brief too many and edited, you know, you've got it down. Good deal. Next case, second line. Haya echad gadol echad katan. 
if one animal was larger and one animal was smaller, what's the Nizak going to say? Hanizak Omer, um, it was the Gadol that was Hizi. Why? Because he collects Chatsi. He, co he collects half of the animal that, uh, that that did the damaging. The Amazik Omer, no, 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 Loki. Elakotan Hizi, no, it was the small animal because he doesn't want to be held more accountable. What about Echad Tam Echad Muad? You can already see where the Gemara is going. Hanizak Omer Muad Hizik because then he gets Nezek Shalin. The Hamazik Omer Loki, that's not correct. Elatam Hizik because then he only has to pay Chati Nezek. In these cases, Hamotzi Mechavero Olav Haraya. In these cases, we employ the halachic principle that I cannot extract anything from either of you without Araya. Another case, Hayu Hanizakin Shnayim. The damaged animals were two. Namely, my animals that got hurt, there were two of them. I have two animals. I have a 1,000-pound cow and a 500-pound cow. The animals that were chasing my two animals were also shnaim. There were two of those. So the Gemara says, I might want to argue in the following way. Each one leveraging their halachic positioning to make sure that they collect the most from the perspective of the nizak or spend the less from the perspective of the mazik. And next, we're 12 lines down on Lamed Hayamad Beis. If one of the animals is Tam and one is Muad, then Oh, your animal, which is a Muad, hurt my big animal, and that is why, says the Gemara, that is why I want to be able to make a mint on the deal, because my gadol animal and chati nezek, that to me is a good deal. So that's what the nizak says. Because that way, the mazik is able to save a little bit more money. Here too, hamotzi mechavero alav harayon. I'm thinking about your question more. It's the only case in the Mishnah that's putter. I mean, they're all putter because of Amotzi Mechavero, but the language is different. So I'm like thinking, well, the cases are just, they're iterations of the same. They're so similar. The permutations of the cases are very similar. I'm wondering if that's also Amotzi Mechavero. If it is, why didn't it say Amotzi Mechavero? If it isn't, I could understand why, because it's not really me making a claim. It's the two of you fighting with each other, but thinking about it more. Okay, that brings us to the Gemara. The Gemara now has a big shash machlokes. We spoke about this idea called Hamotzi Mechavero Alavaraya. You cannot extract money from me without a proof. But there's another halachic principle called Mamon Hamutal Besafeg Cholket. That when we don't know what to do with money, we split 50-50. Amar Rebchia Bar Abba, what we see from our Mishnah is Zoso Meres, that our Mishnah is the polar opposite of the Shita of Sumchus. Now let's just think back to the various cases of our Mishnah. What would Sumchus have said? Oh, I don't know if it was this. I don't know if it was that. Was it your... Let's go back to the first case. Maybe it was your animal. Maybe it was Whenever there's a suffix in Mamon, Sumchus says 50-50. Our Mishnah says, no payments until there's a proof. So, Tachlis, when you say, how much money changes hands? Zero. When you say, how much money changes hands? 50%. Very big halachic nafkaminas, right? 
So that's what our, what the Gemara presents. That our Mishnah is not Sumchus. Sumchus disagrees with our Mishnah, and he would instead hold that Mamun Hamutal Besafik Chokah. Amar le Rabbi Abba Bar Mamal Rabbiya Bar Abba. Amar Sumchus Afilu Bari Bari. When does Sumchus say the din of Mamun Hamutal Besafik Chokah? Is it in a case where we have two Baris? Let's say that I am Bari that you owe me a thousand dollars. And you're buried that I don't owe you a thousand dollars. Those are two buries. Very strong claims. The Gemara says, Amrle, in yes. Omar Sumchus Afilu Bari Bari. We even, we're not, in other words, we're not talking about two cases of Shemas. I'm not sure. I don't remember. And you say, maybe I, maybe you paid me back. I'm not sure. That's not the only time we apply Maman Hamutal Besafik Cloakin, according to Sumchus. We apply it even when my feet are deeply planted. I definitely don't owe you a thousand dollars, and you say you definitely owe me a thousand dollars. What would Sumcha say? Bari vibari. Two strong claims. A bari claim is definite. A shema claim is I'm not so sure. So I'm a thousand percent sure in my head. You're a thousand percent sure in your head. How do we know that he would say Because says the Gemara. Sumchus disagrees with our whole Mishnah, and what did our Mishnah say? Demasnisin, demasnisin bebari bariu barihu. How do we know that our Mishnah is a case of bari and bari? Look at the dialogue. Dikatani ze omer shorcha hizik vze omer omer loki. This is the first case of the Mishnah. In the first case of the Mishnah, I went over to Yitz and said, "Look at my animal. He's injured. Obviously, your animal's guilty, and I'm a bari." And then Rabbi Yitz says. No, maybe it was a rock. Maybe it wasn't me. And says the Gemara, the Zeomer low key, and Rashi says a third of the way down, the language of low key, mashma de According to Rabyitz, it's Pashut that the damage was done by a rock. He's not emotionally venting. He thinks it's the rock. It's not lying. Let's just be clear. Your passion doesn't make you a bury. Information makes you a bury. This is not the internet. Things matter. So in halachic terms, if you're going to say, I'm certain it was a rock, I'm looking at the damage, it's in the shape of the rock. You argue, oh, maybe it's in the shape of the horn. It's two bari claims. Two for sure. Then in that case, and the reason we know that that's the case is because our Mishnah says that case is, this is a little subtle, the, our Mishnah says that's the case of a motzi mechavero, by definition, Sumchus argues, which means that he holds bari vibari. Halfway down on Lamed Hamid Beis, the Gemara says, "Maski flora papa, well me deresha bari bari." If you're saying that the first case in our Mishnah is a case of two definite claims, where I say to you, "It's your animal definitely injured me," a strong bari claim, and he says back to me, "No way. What happened was that your animal was killed by a rock." If that's true, then seifa nami bari bari. That would then imply that the seifa, one of the latter cases in our Mishnah is also a case of two very strong claims. What is that case? Ema Seifa. And also as well, the case of Echad Tam Echad Muad. Nizak Omer Muad Hizik. Omer Loki So there, that's the sheets of our Mishnah. What would we seem to hold in our case with Sumchus, that same case, he would seem to hold that uh, um, Let's make a deal from our Mishnah. 
What about hello, Lomaisiraya? Let's say you and I have an argument. I say your muad animal damaged me, and you say, no, it wasn't my muad, it was my tam. What happens if I'm not able to bring a raya? Shakil amar mazik. The Gemara says without a raya, it implies that you would be able to collect whatever money you can get his hands on, right? So if I say to you, where you have two animals, your animal that was a muad injured my animal. I want nezek shalim. And Yitz says back to me, no, no, it was a tam, and I only owe you chatsi nezek. But I don't have a proof. So the Gemara makes a deal that without a proof, what do we do? I'll take whatever Rabbi Yitz is offering. He's offering chatsi nezek. Okay, I'll take it. I mean, whatever. I, I'll minimize my losses. I'll take whatever I can, and I'll cut my gains. What am I supposed to do? I'll take whatever I can get. Says the Gemara, if that's true, that when I have an argument with Rabbi Yitz and I can't find a raya, that I collect money in the form of the chatinezek that's available to me, Neymah, two-thirds of the way down on Lamed Hayamid base, perhaps we should say that Tehave Tiyufta de Rabba Barnasa. What does Rabba Barnasa hold? The Amar, the Amar, he says, If I claim that Yitz owes me wheat, and he says, No, I don't. I only owe you barley, and barley's cheaper. Dalach is that you're putter from everything. I don't collect anything. I wasn't owed Seorim. I didn't claim Seorim. What I claimed was Chitim. Says the Gemara, Ella, it must be that our Mishnah is the Bari Vishema. Our Mishnah has to be a case of Bari Vishema because if it's Bari Vibari, then how can I take your money? How can I take your Chatsi Nezek dollars? I don't even think that's true. I think that the Muad killed my animal. So it doesn't make any sense. It has to be that it's a case of Bari Vishema. Because if it's Bari Bari, it doesn't make sense for me to take what Rabiat is offering in the Chatsi Nezek side of things. That's not even what I think happened. It doesn't make any sense. It says the Gemara, Ella must be Bari Vishema. And Dika'amar Bari Man, Dika'amar Shema Man. Who is the Bari claim? And who is the Shema claim? Enema, if we want to say, and we're three-fourths of the way down to Kamar Nizak Bari, that my claim is the Nizak, I'm claiming that Yitz's Muad animal was the one who caused damage, the Ka'amar Mazik Shema, and therefore Yitz's claim as the Mazik was a Shema, Akati, I could still argue, Lema Tavetiyufta I still could reject the Shita of Rabba Barnasan with this if I take any money at all. Ella, it must be the Ka'amar Nizak Shema. It must be that my claim that Yitz's Muad animal hurt me was a Shema, Umazik Bari, and your claim that it was a Tam is the claim of Bari. And therefore, it must be Resha Nizak, Resha Nami Nizak Shema Umazik Bari. That would then mean if the Seifa is where we have one person claiming Shema and one person claiming Bari, if that's the only way to understand the Seifa, then we're going against our assumption from earlier where we thought that both claims in the Resha were a Bari. We said the first case was Bari Bari, but now we're saying the Seifa has to be Bari Vashema, so the Resha now has to be Bari Vashema. The Omar Sumchas Afilu Beha. Would Sumcha say, in a case of Bari B'Shema, you're going to tell me in that case? Of, of course, in a case of Bari B'Shema. Sumcha is not going to say, that doesn't make sense. If I'm a Bari and you're a Shema, then pay up. I don't need a halachic principle of there's no way that Sumcha would ever say that. So now we're stuck. We don't know how to understand our Mishnah. We initially thought our ratio was Bari Vibari, but the Seifa had to be Bari Vishema. 
So if the Seba is Bari Vashema, then the Rashi is Bari Vashema. But if the Rashi is Bari Vashema, then what's Simcha talking about, Bichlav? The Gemara says two lines into the wide lines. Twelve lines from the bottom of Lamed Hayamud Beis. Lo, you've misunderstood. Seifa, Nizak Shema, Umazik Bari. Resha, Nizak Bari, Umazik Shema. In the Seifa, in the case where I was dealing with Yitz and his two animals, in that case, I, the Nizak, am making a Shema claim that I'm pretty sure that Yitz's Muad animal damaged my animal. But Yitz has a Mazik claim, uh, has a Bari claim, Yitz has the Mazik, has a Bari claim that it was only the Tav. And the Resha, where I was dealing with just one animal, my animal, and Yitz's animal. I said Yitz's animal was guilty, and Yitz said it was a rock. There, Resha Nizak Bari, I was right. I made the real claim, and he was con- just making up an answer about a rock. I, hello, Dami Resha Seifa. That's fine that maybe you found an answer. That's great, but they're still not the same because the Resha was where the Nizak was a Bari and the Mazik was a Shema, and it was the reverse in the Seifa. So to this, the Gemara says, Amri, Bari Veshema, Shema Bari, Chad Milsahi. If the Resha and Seifa are both talking about cases of Bari Veshema, but in one case, the Bari is the Nizak, and the Mazik is the Shema, and in the next case, they're reversed, same kind of Sugi. They don't have to be apples to apples. It's okay. That's fine. That's Chad Milsahi. However, Bari U Bari, Shema Ubari, that's Tremi You cannot have a Brisa where the Resha and the Seifa conflict in the following way. Where the Resha is Bari Vibari and the Seifa is Bari Vashema. That's, that's oil and water. That does not work. That is how the Gemara concludes that the Resha is talking about where the Nizak was a Bari and the Shema was a and the Mazik was a Shema. And the Seifa was talking about where the Nizak was a Shema and the Mazik was a Bari. Let's now analyze the case that we brought up as a raya to something that we learned. Gufa, eight, nine lines from the bottom of the page. If I claim from Reb Yitz that he owes me wheat, and he says, nope, not true, but I do owe you barley. So then, Potter, is Potter. Why did I need his line in the first place? I already have precedence for this halacha. Tanina. Not only do I have precedence, but I have precedence from a Tanaic source. What does it say? Kasha, I don't need your extra comment. Save your breath. Save the ink. Why did you say the same exact thing that we have in Abraisa? The Gemara says, because if I would have only had one source, I might have thought that if I am owed Seorim, and Yitz says you're only owed barley, because Yitz is giving me the financial equivalent of at least some of what I know I deserve, at least I should collect the Seorim. Therefore, says the Gemara, Kamash Malan, Depater Legamre. No, you collect nothing. What was Mechadish with the din of Rabbi Bar Nasan is he added on to, to the Brisa. The Brisa may have left me thinking that Rabbi should give me the Seorim because at the very least he owes me that. Kamash Malan, the line of Rabbi Bar Nasan, that no, uh, you owe me nothing. I didn't claim Seorim. I claimed Chitin. You said no, and I don't have a proof. We're done. And I'm just, I'm out of money unless I can provide a proof. That's a different case now. 
Because I, no, that's true, because then of course you'd have to pay. But here I'm saying wheat, he's saying, I don't owe you wheat, but I do owe you barley. I'm like, no, you you don't owe me barley. I guess I'll take it. Right, correct. That you forfeit it anyways. The Brysa doesn't allow that person to pay it. The money never changes hands. That is the case. That's why he's putter. It's not true. No, the claim, the claim in the ratio, the claim in the ratio is your animal hurt my animal, you owe me money and you, you just deny it. That's all that happened. You say, no, it was a rock. You deny it. In this case, you're you're completely disagreeing with the whole premise. I'm saying you owe me wheat. You're saying you're out of your mind. We never traded in wheat. But don't you remember about the barley? I owe you barley. The cases are not identical. I hope my chiluk is correct. The cases are not quite identical. Um, also, let's remember that the line of I was in our mission like five times. We really have to look in the Rishonim. Why, what is every case nuancing? Because you're right. The, the thrust of your question is correct. What's the Chiddush here? And I think here, the Pashtas, the Chiddush would be that it's not a regular claim of you owe me money versus no, I don't. Because here, I'm saying you owe me money and you're saying I actually do owe you money, but not what you think. It's not Seorim, but it's not it's not Chitim, but it's Seorim. Tanan, the Gemara has a question. Six lines from the bottom. We had spoken about this case, and this was where we said in the Mishnah that I have two animals who are being chased. What would happen over there? According to our Mishnah, what if there was no Raya? The Diuk would be that I would I would take what I'm being offered, and what I'm being offered is that Yitz would say that his Tom damaged my animal, instead of me saying that the Bari damaged my animal. Am I? Why would we allow this diuk to exist? Didn't we just learn Didn't we learn that in the case of wheat and barley, that you don't even get the barley? So why in our Mishnah do you get the lower payment that the Mazik has admitted to? Says the Gemara, Really, really says the Gemara, it really is to him, but he doesn't end up taking it. Why not? Because there's no raya. He doesn't end up taking it. It's a theoretical halacha, which is that he should be able to take something, but he can't prove anything. <laughs> because he can't prove anything, he takes nothing. In other words, the diuk from our Mishnah is not a good diuk. That there should be some kind of payment at all. Let him take at least a little bit. Says the Gemara, what is that Mishnah talking about when he takes something and gets to keep it? That's the Tafas. That's when he took it when he shouldn't have. You're not allowed to do that. If you take it, you can keep it, but it's really not the right way to do things. And similarly, it's not four lines from the bottom. 
the nizak I want to collect more, so I say the muad is the one who caused damages, and vitam es and your animal that was docile was the one that damaged my smaller animal. We said in our Mishnah, that nothing changes hands because Lamaisa, there's no proof. So the Gemara said here too, we make the same diuk as before, same line of questioning, just a different source. I, hello, my Siraya. It implies from our Mishnah that if you don't have a Raya, Okay, Nebuchadnezzar, you're not going to get the full collection from what from what you, the ma- Nizak, think. But perhaps the Mazik's payment can still come through. Uh, so says the Gemara, that diuk, what do we do with that? That's against the Mishnah. We learn that by Chitin and Seorin, that you don't even get the Seorin. So why would the diuk say you get the payment of the Mazik? As we turn to the top of Lamed Bava Aleph, the Gemara says, Yeah, theoretically he could collect if he could bring a proof. But without a proof, he's not able to collect. There are times when those payments do go through, says the Gemara. That's only the tafas when you take it without permission. Otherwise, you're really not allowed to. Let's move quickly. We have one minute left. That was a case that, case that we learned in our Mishnah, that if Yitz owned both animals that damaged my animal, both uh, there's a, the, the plural language of Chayavin. Amar le ravami parzika le ravashi. Shma minah. Shvarim Tamin, this implies a docile animal, Sheiziku, Ratsamizegove, Ratsamizegove. It implies that I can collect from any docile animals that have damages. We must be dealing with Bemuadin, with animals that are already known to damage. Says the Gemara, Ibemuadin, if the animals are known to damage, Ema Seifa, then what about one of the later cases in the Mishnah, seven lines down? In that case, we are talking about Hamotz Mechel Alvaraya, but even Moadin, my Nafkalemina. Who cares what you claim about the animal? If it's Muad, the guy has to pay Nezek Shalim no matter what. So, so, Dmei Torah, Me'alya, Ba'ilishlume. He has to pay anyways. Nothing changes. Amarle, you're right. Seifa Vitamin Veresha Bemuadin. And the Gemara concludes that the Seifa is dealing with a Tam, a docile animal, and the Resha is Taka dealing with a Muad. And this was the question that Michael asked. Amarle, Rav Acha, Saba, Le Rav Ashi. Why the plural language? It should be that the owner is the one who's held accountable. Beautifully asked. And furthermore, my why did you say Who's two people? Really, we're talking about animals that are docile. The two of them, they're partners. That's how we explained Rabbi Akiva many days ago. Because there's two people, they can't cancel out each other. One of their animals most definitely killed. If there's only one person, then you need to go find another proof, the high Torah, that my animal is. But when there's only one person, what, then you can get out of it with two people. Then both of you, somebody somebody has to pay. We'll stop right here. We finished. The third parak of Masechus, we should come back to this half in seven and a half years. Wishing you all a beautiful night.